From the Bristol Herald Courier, I'm Delina Matthews, and this is On the Record. Over the past few months, the Herald Courier has investigated the state of homelessness in the Twin City. Reporters Nick Shepard and Link Gross spoke with homeless residents, city leaders, and business owners on current issues facing the homeless in the city of Bristol and how their presence is impacting the image of downtown businesses. When Nick went downtown to talk to homeless residents about issues they face while living on the streets, he met Jim Bull. Jim is a homeless resident who had taken the Greyhound bus to Bristol after he had stayed the maximum amount of nights at a shelter in Johnson City. He said Bristol offers very few services for the homeless in comparison to other cities he has visited. Every Salvation Army I've ever been into, you stay there on the weekend, you know, you could wash clothes, you could uh, watch TV, you could read a book. Uh, Salvation Army here, I mean, usually, the one, I've been in three Salvation Armies before. I just got out of the hospital on Thursday. So, I'm here for medical right now, until next week. And, and usually there's a truck or a van or something like that says, you know, they want to uh, go clean their garage or there's a warehouse that needs to be swept or, and, you know, they give, give you a meal at McDonald's or something like that, work for four or five hours, and they, they give you like $30, $40. Do that here. Huh? I took to ask the woman yesterday, uh, well, they don't do that anymore. People steal things from and that that's and you know the food that they're giving here is, is it's all donated you know you might get a good meal every ever two days it's all donated you know it's i'll put it this way if you don't if they don't cook it it's, it's in that trash yeah you know what i mean yeah and this is not the salvation army that that i that i've ever seen I've had I've had three good Salvation Armies, or, or two. One was the worst was in Corpus Christi, Texas. I was in there for seeing a doctor. And if you're a veteran, you can stay there for a year. You got one in Johnson City. You can stay there for a year if you're a vet. So in Johnson City, you stay there for a week. It last and that was about a month ago. It was snowing. There was no way to find a job. There was there was no way to. There was the bus bus transit there. That was closed. Um, I couldn't do probably anything. That's that's why I got a bus that came over here to Bristol. I thought this would be a, a better situation, but it's worse. In 2018, the Appalachian Regional Coalition on Homelessness counted 90 individuals living in Bristol, Tennessee. A number that the coalition says is the largest estimated rate of homeless individuals in Sullivan County per capita. On the Virginia side, the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development reported a total of 55 people living in Buchanan, Dickinson, Russell, Taswell, and Washington counties, including Bristol, Virginia. The majority of services offered to the city's homeless are located within a one-mile radius in downtown Bristol, but many of them don't offer day services. As a result, many homeless residents use the library as a temporary shelter during the day. 
Amy Kamani, the executive director of the library, told Nick that because of the library's partnership with social services and its proximity to the bus station, it's the easiest place for homeless residents to find information on jobs and housing. However, she said it would be nice if homeless residents had more places to go during the day. They open at 9 o'clock, so um, I think it's more places to get out of the weather, the heat or the cold or the rain or whatever. Um, and we are open to everybody, so, um, so we don't have any restrictions on who's allowed to come in and who's not, like a lot of the businesses do, which, you know, it's just a completely different model. So, um, so they usually come in and um, we have free computer access, we have Wi-Fi available and for, for those that have uh, phones or other devices, they're able to charge their devices here if they've got phones that need to be charged, they can charge them here um, and use them uh, without having to use any data or anything like that or if they, even if they have that at all. Um, we, the, the computers downstairs are free for them, for anyone to use. So. Um, they can borrow movies, and watch movies on the computers, you know, there's a length of time that they're allowed to access to the computers, and um, so some come and do that, um, or communicate with family, or whatever, whatever it is that they need to do. Um, and the only, the only restrictions that we have that actually apply to everybody are just follow our rules, and as long as we, as long as whoever is here follows the rules, there's no able to come in. We're in a nice place to get out of the out of the weather. Like I said, we have restrooms, so there's restrooms that we use. And, um, I think it's just a good place to get out where they're not, not going to be harassed or run out of a store or anything. Um, if they're not, they don't have to be here to make a purchase. So maybe. We're we're universal. We're for everyone, regardless of your social status. We don't care. We just want to be able to help you and to have a place that someone can go that they know is safe and that they know is available to them. You know, I, with a lot of homeless individuals, I know that safety and and for not only their, their selves, but their personal information and things like that is, is very important and as it is for everyone. And to be able to know that they can come in they can use a computer to try to help them get access to the things that will help make their lives better. That is, that's a big part of what we do, and it's an important part of what we do. We don't care who you are. If you want to use our services, we'll find a way to get those to you, and we're all free. So we don't have that barrier in place that, that other places might have, that other commercial places might have. You know, you don't have to pay us to use the computer. You don't have to pay us to help you get information. That's what we do when we provide it to everyone and um, and that applies whether you're, you're homeless or the most wealthy person in town. And I think that is, that's important. I would like to see more from, from town to help us. Um, you know, we can't, we can't serve as a day center, we can't serve as, as um, you know, to provide the services that are needed, um, all we can do is get information out to the information out to the people who request it. 
so you know it would be it would, it would be helpful if there was some something else that we could guide people to and hopefully that'll happen um, someday when homeless residents aren't taking refuge in the library they sometimes end up in front of local businesses trying to panhandle patrons an issue that has caused local business owners to contact police and city officials in search of a solution. Bobby Baker, a server at the State Line Bar and Grill on State Street, said it scares customers away when they see people panhandling outside of the eatery. It's kind of hard out here in the summer. We have to get rid of We have to constantly. I mean, you've got the Greyhound people. Station here and Salvation Army here, so. They stretch out between those. Bristol, Virginia Police Captain Maynard Ratcliffe said his office has received complaints from downtown businesses about homeless residents. Business owners told officers that people were leaving things behind in the alleys around their establishments, causing problems for employees and patrons. The homeless people can usually get into the Haven Arrest or the Salvation Army or one of those places like that to get in out of the cold and, and have a place to stay during the night. But it's my understanding that they make them leave in the morning. Yeah. So that they can't just... They can't just stay in there, you know, all day long. Um, when that happens, it gets to be a problem because it puts them out on the street, and most of that uh, is concentrated on the downtown area, and also out uh, the Euclid, Marshall Boulevard, Commonwealth Avenue, that, in, in that general area. But, um, when they have to leave the, uh, the shelters in the morning, then they're out on the street and they congregate in the downtown area and at the public library and uh, any place where they can get in and stay warm or uh, the problem that they pose to us is mainly the panhandling. They'll go out to uh, parking lots and on the street. Uh, just, you know, try to bum money from uh, anybody they can get up for. No. Uh, we've had some problems just uh, just re as recently as last week. I got a uh, complaint from some business owners downtown where homeless people had been staying behind their businesses, uh, mainly in the Winston's Alley area, been staying behind their businesses and uh, leaving old clothing and trash and even human feces behind um, and then we got that kind of problem too. Chamber of Commerce President Beth Reinhardt has also received complaints about issues between the homeless and downtown businesses over the years. We've had a coffee with the mayors the last couple of years that that has been held. It's always an issue that's brought up by, uh, particularly by the retailers on the downtown footprint of, of State Street. I think um, that's where you tend to see more of them uh, for the most part, but 
we don't really have a big issue at the chamber. We see them occasionally, but they don't physically come on our property very often other than just a pass-through. So we haven't had any specific issues. I know the post office has had some issues with when it's really cold with folks going over into the PO box and some of the warm and dry. Um, I have experienced that, but that's the extent of it. As a result of the complaints from downtown businesses, Bristol, Tennessee commissioned a study on the impact of homelessness in the area. A consultant team comprised of the Walker Collaborative, Randall Gross Development Economics, Common Ground Urban Design and Planning, and KCI Technologies said the number of homeless people hanging around downtown creates an image problem that makes people feel unsafe even though downtown is a relatively safe part of town. The report suggested moving the Greyhound bus station close to Interstate 81, consolidating some of the services used by homeless individuals in and around State Street and moving them away from the downtown area. City leaders believe it is going to take both cities to address the issue, and a coalition of community members recently announced plans to create a day center in the Twin City. The coalition includes representatives from the private, public, nonprofit, faith-based, and homeless sectors. The day center would provide a place for bathrooms, showers, laundry facilities, food, water, and transportation for Bristol's homeless population. Additionally, the center would provide integrated services in collaboration with partner agencies, including medical and behavioral care, housing, and social services assistance. The group is holding public comment hearings over the next few months before moving forward with the project. Bristol, Virginia City Manager Randy Eads believes another part of the solution is to get to the root of what's causing people to become homeless. You know, it's just going to take a community uh, to come together, to work together, to find solutions um, for the homeless population. Once again, I'll restate it. Once we figure out the root cause um, of why people are homeless and we start chipping away at that, hopefully we can reduce the homeless population. I'm not a medical expert, but based on my observation of a lot of the homeless people, there's probably some mental health issues that have driven them to homelessness, uh, probably some addiction issues as well. And it's imperative if. Um, when we recognize that someone who is homeless has a mental health issue, that they could seek the proper treatment, and that could potentially um, help resolve some of those problems. But it, it's not a problem that's going to be fixed overnight. It's going to be something we have to continue to work at, uh, have a plan, work the plan, and adjust the plan as necessary. You can read more from the Homeless in Bristol series in Monday and Tuesday's editions of Bristol Herald Courier and online at heraldcourier.com.